0: good evening my name is sean
1: and this is sven
0: hey you're listening to our last coast games radio episode of 2023 and to say the year went by quick is like an understatement because sven and i were just chatting how there was stuff that opened this year for example that we completely forgot even opened this year it was just a weird year for me anyway
1: yeah for sure and i think there's something else that we're forgetting like where's alex
0: Oh, that's right. So Alexander is currently <laughs> in Los Angeles from work. you know, the Christmas schedule, we yeah. have to line up a certain way. But the good news is Alex and I are pretty much inseparable when it comes to our theme park travels. So um, everything that he's experienced I've experienced. And so therefore this will be an episode Almost that will everything.
1: include everything. him. We'll oh, but that's right.
0: That is right. For once, I got something extra. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll kind of, I'll be speaking on behalf of both Alex and I um, and our experiences and our plans and what else we're gonna be discussing today? And then of course Sven is with us today as well.
1: Yes, to the European side, although that's also a bit your thing, but <laughs> mostly <laughs> um, yours
0: though. You're 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 full-time European at this point. <laughs> yeah,
1: full time here. But uh no, it's it will be fun to look back a little bit on everything we did in twenty twenty three and then of course look forward to the new year. Uh we already did that a bit about the roller coasters. But uh yeah, we'll do uh we'll touch upon it here as well and of course super excited for twenty four.
0: Yeah, twenty four is gonna be a good year, I think. Got a good feeling about it. Got mad plans. But to be honest, I've your twenty twenty three was so <laughs> spectacular. It's like I was telling Alex earlier, I was like, This is our list for like what we did this year, which I'm like, uh oh, I feel like we did more than that. Um, you know, but then Sven's year it was Busy. I mean, practically, it was gone for like a tenth of a year <laughs> traveling. So it was nice for you anyway. But so, uh,
1: yeah, I mean, for me, it was very much focused on everything connected to our wedding. So it will also reflect in when I was looking at my personal trips and highlights. Um, yeah, most of it was surra- even the theme park stuff was sur- uh, related to that. But uh, we'll talk about that. But uh, yeah, first, let's have a look to the new editions of 23, the new attractions that we experienced this year and that everyone got to experience for the first time this year.
0: Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll start with Tron Light Cycle Run, which I think was the first to open on our list today. Um, obviously, And I saw that coming.
1: and I was like, oh, you're right. That was this year.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's one of those Disney rides where like you swore it's older than it is. I have some nice rides where I could have sworn it was open already, but the pandemic... I, I'm blaming the pandemic still. Just kind of mess Mostly. with that, right? Okay. Mostly the pandemic, maybe partially Disney. Uh, but yeah, Tron opened early this year, and uh, I was lucky enough for Alex and I were to get invited by a friend of mine who is um, with Disney, and we were able to go to one of the previews. And I forgot mm. what month that was in. I think that was actually in February that we did the preview. The mo- and- that must
1: have been a very nice highlight as you're big Tron fans and then... We were, were so finally excited. now in Orlando.
0: We had our Tron outfits ready, and I think uh, one of the things we we're most excited for is to see the changes, the things that were different from the Shanghai mm-hmm. version, because we've been so lucky to ride that one so many times. And um, for a really nice change, there is actually some upgraded parts to the Walt Disney World version that we do not find on the Shanghai one. So um, that was a really pleasant surprise. Um, I think Tron. Which is narrates... the most
1: noticeable?
0: The most noticeable difference, um, is that, um, Shanghai, it focuses on making Tron like the centerpiece of a giant land. Mm-hmm. So all the light schemes in the entire land are, are, are synchronized with Tron. So Tron's canopy there has a lot of different colors and the music underneath Tron is mostly in sync with the rest of the land, which is a very nice futuristic score. You can find it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is not necessarily super franchise, like directly into the franchise, okay. and I think it's because in China they didn't have any idea what Tron was, uh, yeah. besides it just looking cool. But then when you have it here, it really is a separate attraction, so the canopy lighting is uh, a lot more focused on the color of the movie, it's either you know white, light blue or orange, and mm-hmm. then the score is like a dramatic um, symphonic musical score of the, the Tron Legacy movie, the 2010 movie, yes. which is the aesthetic they've been using. And then they added an extra like themed element on the ride itself, and they upgraded some of the some of the previous effects. Like the screens are much nicer on Orlando's, and then I think the final tunnel, the light effects are done differently, but I think it works okay. better here too. So yeah, those are just some of the differences.
1: Okay, nice. Yeah, the other oh, you ride on the list, Uh Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I mean, we really enjoyed it. It was uh, definitely. I think it was my favorite roller coaster experience. Like purely focused on the roller coaster in Walt Disney World. Okay.
0: I'd love to hear that.
1: But um yeah, I guess the contender is uh, the other contender is Guardians of the Galaxy, but Guardians of the Galaxy was just like a, a party for me. Well While- I can see that. Well, Tron, especially front seat, that was like, okay, this is the kick I want on a roller coaster, and then, at night in the dark, uh, when you pass by the lights there, and then go inside, and it's just more cohesive. Um, So, purely roller coaster perspective wise, I think it's my favorite in uh, Walt Disney World.
0: I I really appreciate that. I feel like most people are just not giving it the credit it deserves. So, thank you, son. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, and I guess I also compare it to Booster Bike, which is like the prototype <laughs> of that attraction. And it's like, yeah, it's far way better than that. So they they've learned their lessons. Uh, um yeah, I was going to switch to uh to Europe because we had uh, some nice coasters opening this year. It was definitely the intimate year for uh Europe. Uh and the first one that opened was Tutatis. In uh, Parc Astérix in France, I think for many people in France, one of the most anticipated coasters, um, and and it's in the wider ever. yeah yeah because it I mean it got delayed for a year if I remember correctly, um, but uh, all of a sudden you saw construction coming up, and um, yeah. The entire area that got dedicated to the attraction as well fits perfectly with the. Asterix it fits theme. so nice.
0: Oh my god! It, yeah, I the Tintadez Festival. Yeah, it's, it's... having it like kind of below the the, the suspended parts of um, Tras it's it's also mm. natural. It's almost like it was all designed like that twenty years ago when they you know mm-hmm. worked on Tras. It's um, I'm amazed by how nicely it turned out. I really like it,
1: and also the station because they really wanted a They didn't want a concrete box, you know, well, not a concrete, but, you know, like a square box, I mean, for the station. So they put a lot of effort in turning that into a hill type of, um, yeah, structure, let's say. Sure. uh, Where they work with the rock work then. And it's a bit of a shame then that you have the maintenance area that's like still that square box. They, they, they put some <laughs> bamboo or, or or wooden structure in front of it to cover it a, a little bit up but you know that's i mean i guess that's the difference with disney you know <laughs> but then again they they put a lot of effort in that attraction and and the ride is 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 really really good i i got lucky enough to have the to uh for a group of people uh, to ourselves like at night and then with the, the dusk in the sky on that top uh, top hat is that was amazing. Um but speaking of that top hat, that's the only thing that annoys me about that coaster, and that's the 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 trim break there. It's like eh.
0: Interesting. So I didn't quite find the top hat that annoying, and I do know that the sentiment that you have of many people share with you. Mm-hmm. Um for me I thought that um the top hat almost gave like two pops because you have the first pop and you get slowed down and you have another pop coming off of it. And I kind of liked it, but it's not sustained. And I think that's what most people mm-hmm. want from a top hat is like sustained yeah, um, ejection. Um, but it just felt different, which I kind of liked about it. And, and we'll talk about another ride in a second where I felt the same positive way about it. Um, but yeah, overall, to the it's a really good and, ride. And... It is still different, you're right.
1: Yeah, because there they did something that that made it, give a little bit of sense but here but then again yeah once you're over that top hat on Tutatis, then you are thrown into these elements and that's just wow
0: yeah my favorite it's, part uh... of Tutatis is probably just the low to the ground elements um it does a good mm-hmm. job balancing some low stuff um like the low wave turn for example or that um like really quick direction changing course corkscrew kind of element towards the end mm-hmm. um i think those are my favorite moments um But yeah, if you want to hear me and Alex ramble on about what we like and what we don't like about all the new intimates, um, there's an episode in the beginning of the season, the first one of season 5, where I have all my thoughts shared with you, but I will not put all that in this episode.
1: Yeah, I think we'll have a bit of a recap of our season as well, because we touched upon a lot of things that we are talking about now, but there's still some new stuff, uh, especially in our personal trips, I think, that will be fun to talk about. But yeah, I think the conclusion is for me that Tutatis really lived up to the expectation, especially for France, to being the best coaster uh, there. I know know you don't agree (laughs) with a certain (laughs) mountain in Paris, but... uh... It's
0: okay. I understand. Coaster enthusiasts are Mm -hmm. coaster people first. I understand.
1: But let's stay in in France and... um... It's not a coaster this time, but it's a dark ride. One of the few dark rides that opened this year uh, in Europe. Uh, and I think overall. Uh, yeah, I don't uh, think there's any in the in US either. Yeah. But I mean, there's been... Of co- Obviously, we had Frozen that just opened in, in Hong Kong. Uh, yeah. And then um, We had
0: in Mickey Minnie um, run a railway right. in Disneyland. And I forgot Disneyland. about that. It's not the yeah, list, and then in Shanghai ready. we have yeah.
1: uh, the Zootopia ride right, that just opened. Uh, oh my few god, days it looks ago, so officially. good!
0: It's crazy.
1: <gasps> well, I'm, anyway. I'm not. It, uh, it's you really see that they're starting to combine like Mickey's and Minnie's, and then they have the Ratatouille experience. And though that's for me what I see in Shanghai, like the Zootopia ride. So watching it on the on ride, it didn't blow me away, but. It doesn't need to, because it's for Shanghai. It's still a standout ride, you know, and it's a unique ride that they have, so it it fits there perfectly. Um, and I think that's also a bit of an issue that we keep expecting more and more. But you know,
0: <laughs> no, you're right. I think there's a ceiling that is kind of perhaps already reached, and so mm-hmm. we're just seeing different applications of of the mm-hmm. similar idea and a similar product just mm-hmm. themed differently. But I think it's kind of natural because in the '90s, you know, all the loopers started running the same, and then B and M came in. And I think you're just you're, you reach mm-hmm. a plateau once in a while, and I think it's very natural. I think if you have something mm-hmm. good going, might as well keep doing it, you know.
1: But then the ride that I was going to talk about was Champipoli. Obviously, I need to mention that attraction as I've been working on the attraction myself. Um, but what we tried to do there is opening up like a small interactive uh dark ride where you still have the dark ride feel uh but opening up for smaller and medium sized parks that they can also have something like that because normally a dark ride is a huge investment but then champoli fully fully proved for me that even with a limited budget you can still build something that's very nice and very appealing to your guests um and and a very good uh, price quality ratio and it's also from that point of view that I that I look at it but then again I also try to be there as an, as an enthusiast and it's it's nice to see that you can still have theming and the um, 3D um well not 3D it's 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 2D um screens uh, but that you still have like a, a dark ride feel and all that in a former 4D cinema. So it was like, okay, this this is really a nice product. Um,
0: I think this ride is really important for the industry because usually dark rides, like you kind of mentioned, are allocated to larger parks, larger projects, larger budgets. Um, but there's so many parks, especially in Europe, there's so many mid-sized or smaller theme parks that will be a perfect fit for a dark mm-hmm. ride or perhaps like a smaller scale and i think this is honestly kind of a revolutionary ride in the sense that it's so modern but allows to be you know applied to the smaller mm-hmm. product and i can think of a list of like 30 parks right now where i'm like boom that will be a good fit boom will be a good fit yeah so i really so i really hope that this is like you know a trendsetter really mm-hmm.
1: yeah so um and it's always good to have more dark rides anyway. Always. so uh even though, yeah, it, it, I think there, there's still a lot of potential, as you said, for smaller parks to open up for this type of attraction as well. So, um, yeah, and, and the next one could be non-interactive as well. I mean, there's still lots of possibilities there. I think there's more ways to evolve still for, for dark rides and roller coasters, maybe, because, as you said, it's a certain plateau. But um, yeah, it's, it's, and it doesn't always have to be like revolutionary because that's, that's Disney's and Universal's job, you know. But the smaller and the medium parks, they just can, their revolution is by showing rights that normally they can't build and now they can. So that's what I, that's
0: true. Yeah. Usually, you know, you would associate, like, like like we've mentioned, like a hard, hardcore more expensive or high quality dark ride you would usually associate it with you know disney but it's nice to see those kind of products in a smaller Mm -hmm. scale perhaps still trickle down to the regional parks for sure
1: but yeah i know our listeners like roller coasters so what about another one in orlando (laughs) All right,
0: back to it we go. Next up on our list is uh, Pipeline, which I almost also forgot opened this year because somehow 2023 lasted like 10 eternities. Um, Pipeline opened early this year and also a prototype ride, kind of not not necessarily pushing a limit, but uh, definitely uh, introducing a new ride in the otherwise pretty plateaued industry. Um, I really like the effect of the seats. I think B&M okay. created a really fun product line. I'm curious to see what can be done with the layout. I think this layout showcases yeah. just what the ride can do. Um, like mm-hmm. like in a really nice way. Like it almost I don't want to say it feels prototypey because it's a prototype, but the layout mm-hmm. really does do a bunch of different things and it's nice to have a B and M that isn't just an inversion vest. Yeah, I get built like B and M is either all inversions or all airtime, no in between. And somehow Pipeline did a really wonderful job of just having a couple of inversions and that's kind of it. There was good airtime. Um, really fun. Yeah, I liked it ride. Yeah, that
1: that. But that's the the funny thing about it. It's like. It was the last thing t- I expected to experience on this type of ride. Because on a stand up coaster, you're usually more like the. The 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 G forces. G's. Yeah. Yeah, and then, I was riding, then and so I'm like, whoa, what's happening? <laughs> Like our faces must have been so funny the first time that you go up from from the surfboard and that you have that sensation and it's like, wow, this is really cool and Yeah, totally unexpected. Especially yeah, you couldn't notice that on on any video or, or teaser or anything like that. Uh, you really have to feel it to to know. No, how it's yours. true.
0: And like you said, like traditionally stand-up coasters are so positive G-focused that riding this and having a layout that I think in a way is honestly even more focused on negative Gs than it is on positive Gs. Really fun experience because I was a little scared that it would be too much of like a reincarnation of the stand-up coaster, like another try. Yeah.
1: yeah. But we
0: really shouldn't be looking at it like a stand-up coaster despite no. it being the position you're, you're you know you're standing in. Um, it's it's a completely different kind of product <laughs> line, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, um, it kind of sounds like I am contradicting myself, but
1: no, no, no. But surf and stand up is definitely a totally different product for for B and M, and it's interesting to see that they shift from the four seaters to the two seaters now. Because not only on the I know, right? it doesn't feel weird, <laughs> not only on the 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 surf coaster, but now for the future um, family coasters as well, uh, it looks like that's the new direction to go for B and M.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's exciting. Um, Capacity-wise, of course, I, I love my good old 4 across, but they mm-hmm. are a little tight. Like, you sit next to strangers on a 4 across invert or something, and, you know, you're all really good friends um, mm-hmm. in a short time. But the spaciousness of the seats and, and you know, the room around your feet. On yeah, the there's pipeline, a lot of room on the side. A seat. lot of room. Like, it just feels like a roomy coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really enjoy enjoyed the new approach that they're taking. I'm curious to see what they're doing with the new ride for next year.
1: And I love the color scheme too, by the way.
0: Oh, yeah, me too. Really clean. I mean, Cyril does a good job using any ocean-related colors, except for Mm -hmm. one, right? Also Um, the
1: surfboard. And then the details that they have, like the the sand that's like slightly still there on the surfboard. That was funny.
0: I'm trying to remember now the surfboard details. I just wrote it too. You're probably completely right. I mean, I do remember liking the aesthetic a lot. I mean, there's a couple of things that I don't like. Is it's just like a little cheesy, but I guess it's just theme park stuff. Like some of the announcements are a little mm-hmm. cheesy, but um, yeah. no. Overall, I think it's a great fit for the park, and um, it's nice to have that circle of the park where the ride is at, kind of complete again. Because for so mm-hmm. long before um, Pipeline and Icebreaker, that part of the lake, that side of the lake, was really only for seasonal events, and it's honestly kind of dead. And now the park feels like it's flourishing. Every every direction mm-hmm. you look in, you stay on that bridge. You now the other day, I was like, "Oh my god, I can see, I can see five B and M's," because yeah. they were building, you know, they building Penguin Track, and it's really visible from the bridge too. I'm like, I can see five B and M's right now. I mean, this is a record. Like, this is crazy. Like Sea so really mm-hmm. really turning into like the B and M showcase, and I'm here for it.
1: Oh yeah. No, that's nice, but uh, yeah, I it's it it, it they need a bit of a comeback B and M because I've noticed that Intamin is taking over, and we've seen that in Europe. Because next one on the list is a uh, good old Batman Gotham City Escape. Um, of course that was like the duel of the year for Europeans. It's like Tutatis versus Batman, totally. uh, and it's it's so hard because Batman feels totally different with the shorter trains, with the um, the the layout that's like yeah it it's it it's feels a large a layout shorter, oh, but really? it feels shorter from it. that that was the only thing that it was like okay compared to it it felt a bit short um, but on the other hand when you write it a few times especially the first time it felt a bit short but then afterwards like the the uh, when we wrote it again it's like okay no it's 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 a decent length it's just because yeah so that this is just yeah it, different approach let's say to the this type of coaster. Um but we talked about the top hat and the onboard audio is what makes this top hat a lot different for me cuz the timing is just like bam the moment the music shifts you're gone, you know? So they really use that moment with the music on the top hat to um yeah, to highlight it almost. And because of that, it felt a lot I, I it annoyed it annoyed me a lot less. Um
0: See, I'll be honest, the onboard audio for me, it's not something I really I kinda of forget about it, to be honest with you. I mean it's nice mm-hmm. to have it because it's so unique. Um but really I, I don't think about it when I think about the ride. I just think about the uniqueness of the elements. Um, particularly of my favorite element is um, that weird little dip below the bridge, the fake bridge. Mm. Um, you know, after the dive loop. But then the dive loop, like the sideways dive loop, is unique. And doing mm. the four cor- the full corkscrew, I haven't seen that on a on an Intamin launcher before. I just feel like um, the uniqueness aspect of that ride is, is what still really sets it apart for me. It just doesn't just doesn't feel like any of the other Intamins.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's a, it's a unique little gem, and that stall is obviously also like one of oh, those craziness. elements that you're like oh, plus god, that it. it's on top it. of the themed element that they, that's already been there for years but it feels like it was built for it you know it's oh exactly
0: well yeah and, then, and... of course having the having the full production of the queue the pre-show everything mm-hmm. i mean it puts some of its counterparts in, in the u.s even to shame in my opinion um but yeah i wanted to say the um we were there in october and we'll talk about it in a little bit but we wrote it like god it was like four in the morning and they we're going some sort of firework show Right below the top hats on fire show, and I still remember. I was like, "Oh my god, this is like." I mean, it was like raining too. It was like a weird, like sensation. It was like a very overloading, sensational sensory experience. But mm. I still, remember hanging there, like looking at all the fire below me, and it was raining, and it was cold, and I was like, "What the hell? This is crazy." I have mm. good fond memories of this ride. I really, I really adore it. Adore it. Yeah.
1: And the the only thing also is the ending is a bit. I won't spoil it for people that haven't. Like been abrupt. Yet yeah that was a bit also it felt gimmicky but
0: well i think i agree with you and i don't think i ever voiced this in the prior episodes but um i can kind of i can kind of agree with that because you come you have a lot of momentum you have a lot of speed because the Mm -hmm. top element or the the, you know the inverted stall is probably uh, the second tallest element on the ride and um it's such a sensational moment and you dive off of that in in this crazy it almost feels like a vertical twist um but then that's yeah, not spoilers, I guess, but it's kind of the end of it. Even though you expect a little bit more. At, yeah, at that and point. that's
1: maybe one of the reasons why the first time it fell so short. Because of that, you had all that momentum and it's gone in one... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. You. And Sorry. it's funny because
0: you did, you wrote that before you wrote um, Velocicoaster, which is obviously longer. Um, mm-hmm. Which for me, maybe because I was already expecting it to not be as long as Velocicoaster because what could possibly be as long as False Coaster? that for <laughs> me, that wasn't necessarily a, a, as much of an issue, but I can totally see where you're coming from now that I think about mm-hmm.
1: it. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, if you guys want to hear a lot more about um, all the ins and outs and every single second of your ride experience on Batman Gotham city escape, um, there are two episodes on that. We have the, <laughs> the launch episode um, where we compared it to Dutty's Pantheon and Philosophy Coaster, And then we also have our park Warner in Madrid episode. So um, check that out if you're interested.
1: Yes, but we remain in Spain because not only did Parca Warner open an Intamin coaster, also Porta Ventura opened one, the Uncharted uh, roller coaster. Uh, I'd say it's not necessarily a new type, but it's the f- it's like a comeback from the type. You know, it's
0: it's. I guess you could say that. I feel like it's so um, Well, because it is tech. It's a technically a com- comeback of the product line.
1: I mean, because I think the, the, the few rides it compares to is The Mummy, but obviously okay, that's not yeah. from, from Intamin. Uh, and then um, I guess it has Gringotts vibes as well.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, but which then, that is the Intamin product.
1: Yeah, so I guess it's it's the um, a, a different version of, of Gringotts um both of us didn't ride it this year yeah Uh, but i'll be honest my interest was
0: very low yeah but our team did some research for us and
1: i mean yeah our team went there and uh there's a whole article about it on our website uh mixed
0: reviews i will be honest Mm mm-hmm but it was also that was the reason it wasn't a priority for me, and I and maybe for you too, Sven. I just didn't have expectations well, for it.
1: for me, it was mostly because in 2022 I went for four days to Puerto Ventura, so I was like, okay, I'm satisfied for a while now. It's <laughs> funny, that's true.
0: Yeah, we did the same thing. Yeah, we had so just been there. I'll be for... there.
1: I'll be back there for sure, and especially with all the rumors flying around about Universal potentially purchasing the park as it's for sale. Oh, uh, if Universal
0: but, really if, if that really happens Sven, between like the stellar lineup at Parker 1 Madrid and freaking Universal Sport Aventura you can see me move to Spain in like the next five years
1: like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hola senor hola <laughs> um, but um, but so yeah um, it, it's hard to talk about it if I haven't written it but so I won't talk about the, how i feel about the ride but it, it's indeed like it, it didn't draw me in to go especially for that to Ventura. that's for sure
0: yeah what i'm gonna say is i think it's kind of obvious that this year and spain the war was won by the madrid park and not not the Well, we'll Barcelona have to see park.
1: it to the the guests uh the visitor numbers and then and... But I think from an enthusiast's point of view... I, I No, I, I just there.
0: think, yeah, from a general quality slash enthusiast mm-hmm. response, I think we mm-hmm. all know. Um, but, but anyway, let's dive into done. our personal experiences um, of yes. this past year, beyond what we just discussed, which were also personal experiences. Um, we'll just kind of go through the seasons and, uh, and uh, talk about the, the trips that we took. Um, yes. Mine were, honestly, quite a few repeats of, of, of past and... Um, mm-hmm. Same. Yeah, the parks I go to frequently, but there's a couple of, of new parks in there, or uh, new rides at least. um So in the spring, uh, I did Efteling like three or four times. Um, being in Europe so much for work now, I'm mostly in the Netherlands. So doing Efteling on a quick work layover is honestly a really nice way to spend a sunny day. So um I did that a couple of times. And was there anything new I did at Efteling? No, no, there wasn't. But it was always cute, you know? So it's always a good time.
1: Yeah, they're building. Uh... Dance Macabre, of course, that will open next year. Um I didn't make it to Efteling this year, unfortunately. That's so crazy. I mean I tried, but especially in, in the once September hits, it's get re- it's getting really busy in the park. So especially in the weekends, then there's a lot of events going on company events uh in december i had, i had a few days that i could have gone but then there were companies that had rented out the park so it wasn't the best time to go uh and yeah i guess i'm waiting for next year for the new ride to open that's um, fair i'm excited but, for that uh, yeah yeah um but otherwise, yeah, normally I go there every year to Efteling. But but did you do I, any Dutch parks, though, this year? Yes, yes, yes. So actually, one of my first parks that I did was uh, Slagaren. But it was a surprise for me because uh, it was my bachelor party that happened there. And it was such a sweet surprise because I, 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 I were about nine, nine or ten people. And um, so Slaharen has a big vacation holiday park where you can rent like a little house. So we rented two houses uh, because they only have them for six. But next year they're getting those uh, for eight people as well. little side note. And it was actually a very fun place to do it because I'm not like the most craziest getting drunk type of guy uh, and just fooling around. No, we, we had a really fun um two days uh well we arrived on the friday night and then uh one of my um i did have a few assignments that i needed to do cuz i mean that's part of it and one of them was to high five 30 different people and i need to have a little video of it and c- put them all together into like a reel or a tiktok video um but it's it's weird cuz um one hand you need to have someone that's filming it and that's ready to film it and then the, on the other hand it's just a random guy giving you a high five you know so some people i had a lot of people that didn't want to give one so i was like why
0: <laughs> <Poor Sven. laughs> but so
1: one of the first things i did was because um, they didn't give me anything to wear luckily <laughs> besides like a ribbon just like to showcase it but just the ribbon wasn't clear enough i felt so i went into one of the stores and i bought a cowboy hat because that's the slaharan thing to do you know? oh totally and so at least that way i stood out a little bit more compared to other guests because it's not the typical park to do a bachelor party i feel yeah i don't uh, think
0: i've ever heard of anyone doing that yeah it's a few, obviously it, yeah
1: yeah but it was the perfect type of bachelor party that i wanted to I mean, it didn't necessarily need to be more than one day, but I, yeah, it's a, we, I have a a friend group that that's the type of trips that we do. We do like a weekend away and we hit some parks or one park together and just have fun. And it was, uh, and used to be able, now they, they, they don't allow it anymore, but you can just walk around the park like at, I know, didn't they stop and...
0: it like a few months ago? I remember yes. reading some articles on it in Dutch News,
1: yeah. Yes. I assure so everyone that we have nothing to do with that. Because <laughs> we were we were okay. Yeah. We didn't do any bad stuff. Um we just walked around and took some pictures. Um But uh yeah, it was um a very fun part to do that. And the the, the other trick to get the video done was to have the staff do it and they really went along with it as well. So that was, uh,
0: I fun. love so am So overdue for a visit. I need to go this year or next year. I mean, 2024, I need to go because yeah. I did ride, um, gold, gold rush in 2018. I'm really, really surprised by how much I liked that Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, we, we combined it a little bit with another park that day. Um, and so, yeah, we, get, we did the coasters, the big swing, and then we just kind of bounced again. But as a kid, I spent so much time there. I kind of just want to do a whole day mm-hmm. and ride every single thing. Just, you know, nerd out a little yeah. bit. And fun. we did the water
1: park as well, but that one didn't impress me that much, unfortunately. But yeah, I think it was nicer when I It was way it too busy. And, and to
0: yeah. be honest with you, it was just the reuse of the old water park pool. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it really isn't... I think people maybe have to... Yeah, I think they marketed as something really big, but I think it's just a reuse of the original pool that they had. But uh, anyway.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's good that they have it. I think it's necessary to have that, like, as a vacation park. But it's not. Yeah, if you're just there for one day, it's fine to skip it. You know. Fair, fair. Um, yeah, and then otherwise, in uh, I guess we're already in spring now. Uh, obviously, there was the opening of the Champifoli attraction uh, and going to Lapal Pal uh, many times when it was closed, but finally when it was open as well, because I was dying to do Yukon Quad finally. Because <laughs> I had done Juvelin in uh, George Sommerland, but this one, um, I think it's important for an attraction, especially a roller coaster, is that people uh, that don't ride the roller coaster can also enjoy it. And that's something they did a very good job here. Because you basically can walk around the whole coaster. And on one hand, you have the roller coaster. And on the other hand, you have the wolves. So it's like, there's always oh, something cool. to see. So it's kind and of like a walkthrough? The, the way you can see it. Um, in, like in Gershomeland, you can't. It's it's totally blocked off. So you just have the launch that you can see a little bit. But all the rest of it is is hidden away. And here you can just take it all in. And it's in the heart of the park, so um i I was very pleasantly surprised about that one, yeah,
0: that's nice, yeah, I got it from my spring my spring was i guess sort of eventful um I did touch to in the spring, um yes. which it was nice to go back to park o six and uh, but operations were honestly not great when we went to the degree that we bought fieldautotiques for every single ride, um which ended up pretty quick, but I think it was worth mm. it. Because it was, like, really busy, I think, school groups, lots of school, lots of kids. Um, and there were, you know, one-train operations on some rides. And I think their ride collection, their coaster collection there, is actually really, really strong. Yeah. One of the strongest in Europe, for sure. Um, and, you know, every ride kind of slaps. So we really felt like, oh, we have to do every ride again. Even though we went, like, two years ago. Um, but, yeah, no, we had a good time. Especially, to the teeth, we rode front and back. So, yeah.
1: Best tip for Barca 6 is beforehand buy that uh fast pass because some of them are really doable price-wise even if you have to wait like the normal queue time i think that one exists as well but that you you can do we went on one of the busiest days parkostics had ever had and we did so much because we had that pass so and it was the cheapest one so uh that's funny. I've never, I, just I have it.
0: never done that park without field automatics i don't think i think mm-hmm. my first time we went there i mean there's it. been
1: days where it was a lot quieter that we were fine but now yeah, yeah.
0: and then this time again we because we wanted to buy because here's the thing for field uh, automatics when we went it was just after they opened um Tutatis, and it was one of those things where you couldn't there was not a single pass that included it and yeah. so we figured you know what we'll just buy two because the focus was tutis, so we're like, you know, we'll just go there instead of buying of course, it for all yeah. the rides, we'll just buy it for tutis twice or once or twice and then we'll see what we feel like riding or if the lines are long, whatever. You know, we were just gonna play by ear. We end up spending a, you know, buying more of them just to kinda get through the park a little quicker. Um but it was worth it. Because the last thing I want to do is to wait two hours for Hudericks running one train. Um and then mm. it's more then it's worth it to me. Like I don't mind spending money when I'm overseas, just to get 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 an experience that's that's decent, mm. uh, you know, at that point I'm already there.
1: Yeah, it was also the first time I wrote Tonnerre de Zeus" uh, backwards uh, and also f- front eventually, and I prefer front. It, I me- I remember you have to that, do it yeah. once backwards because it's such a unique experience. But then the ride experience itself, I enjoyed a lot more in the front.
0: That's funny. I did enjoy it backwards a lot. I thought it was really cool. Um, but yeah. Because
1: yeah. for me, backwards, it uh, it felt a lot more jolty because you don't know where you're going. You, so your body is not prepared to go left or right, depending on, on what you see. And on a wooden coaster, that can be a little bit more painful <laughs> compared. Fair enough. Yeah. And on the front, I had a lot more airtime as well. So it was like...
0: What, what, did you do anything else in the spring
1: yes um, continuing the, the wedding uh, storyline let's say so um, on the day of our uh, wedding at the um, city hall so like the official one we had our photo shoot and our wedding photo shoot was done in Balowada park my home park So they were kind enough to uh, let us in for two hours uh, with someone from the park that took us around the entire park and we could take pictures uh, in almost everywhere we wanted. So we had our picture taken in um, the house of Houdini, so the madhouse. So that was really cool. And then in the teacups, that's one of the ones that turned out the best because the colors really are bright on that one but the the reason but the idea came from um wakala because that first drop is such a beauty to capture and so us in that all by ourselves was just yeah that was i think that's
0: a fair picture of you guys then that's a good picture oh my god like (laughs) nerd, like nerd level like good yeah
1: yeah and then one of the final ones we took was the with the Uh, the flying carousel, so like the chain uh, seats. And that's also one of my favorites because it it had a very vintage look. And uh, so, so grateful for Bellavata Park for letting us do that. Um, It made it extra special. And then, yeah, we had a two-day wedding and it was amazing. It's it's so much heartfelt memories. And then it was a shame you guys didn't make it. Um, I know
0: this was but... a rough year for making plans or going anywhere. As showcased mean... by my lackluster list of <laughs> adventures I went on, but
1: I mean that's how it goes. Yeah. But then, uh, yeah, we had an amazing time, and then um, after that, so beginning of June, there was a, a new experience for me as well, and that was the the roller coaster run in Walibi holland so i've never done anything like it and it's it had been a while since i ran something so it was a bit scared because my i have some issues with my left knee but um it was such a cool experience because not only do you run for five kilometers but while you run you go on the roller coasters oh really so, so i didn't realize yeah, that okay so you start with goliath and then also, the 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 sensation when you've been running for like two or three kilometers, and then you go on untamed—that was such a weird thing, cause it's like the your body is just a a lot different compared to when you just walk around in the park, and so <laughs> just makes you want to a... go
0: for a run in a park and then ride a ride. That's pretty intense, and yeah. see how I feel about it. <laughs> it was Funny.
1: it was super f- strange. And then the final one that was uh, Express uh, to end things with. So uh, and it was of course for the good cause. Huh? So we were, uh, all together, I think we raised a, a good amount of money for against cancer. So um, I'd I'd do it again, and uh, I I know a lot of parks are doing it. So that type of um, but I think Walibi Holland is one of the few where you ride the attraction while you're running. So. That was super cool,
0: very nice, yeah, from my spring god i I did do a couple things. I went to um, Ryan's wedding in um um April um that luckily did work out, and he actually started coast California coast Queens with me for you know it's been around for a very long time. oh wow, uh, we used to do that way back in like twenty thirteen fourteen fifteen whatever um so um but since that's in l a where uh where we lived, uh we went to Magic bound, you know as usual, and then. Uh, we were able to fit in Disneyland as a Resort as well, which is nice because it's always a good time at Disneyland. I feel like every time we go, it's like, you know, Disneyland Resort is just Disneyland Resort. It's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I will say, though, that you know, I've been got three or four times in the last year and a half. Um, operationally, they're not as strong as pre-pandemic. Um, I feel like, I don't know what it is. Post-pandemic. But, or... uh, well, compared to pre-pandemic. So, like, post-pandemic, yeah, okay. yeah they're not as good as as previously. Um, but I will say I really like their application of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. It fits really nicely inside Toontown, and having Roger Rabbit, the roller coaster, the meeting and greets, and then having um, Mickey and Minnie in there, which looks really unassuming because it's a giant show building. that It hits so well, like right where the show building for um, Small World is. I feel okay. like it's a little more obvious in, in Walt Disney World that there's obviously big high a uh, ride kind of hiding in plain sight. But in Anaheim, it's just like, you're in this cute little toontown, it's really not that big, and you just wander into the little theater. And really, you know, there's a massive, massive ride. It's a larger version of the one here. So, um really enjoyed that. Surprisingly, it, it stuck with me. Um, but yeah, Disneyland's always a good time. Um, we did that in spring,
1: yeah. I was about to say, I I, I remember looking up back Disneyland and, and to seeing what what's been changed since I've been there five years ago, and the lineup is is crazy for that park it's crazy all oh, the castle galaxies that is edge. the
0: wildest thing and then oh now mickeys
1: and minis and it's like how that park and dark rides is just insane
0: oh my god there's so many dark rides but i think it also kind of leads to problems cuz the amount of power outages that are going on at that park it's like half the park is down all the time and oh, wow. we did a vip tour last summer uh, with the agency and um oh my god every ride we went to was down for power issues and then we kept getting like fast pass fast pass, fast, fast, fast but the whole tour was you know like i don't know like six hours we we wrote like nothing on that vip tour we just couldn't get on any rides it was always down and eventually they just gave us a shit ton of extra like front the line passes for stuff because of course these tours are thousands of dollars like they're expensive yeah. tours and we didn't get to do anything well a couple of things but not as many as, as we wanted um but then that that issue seemed to be like that last october and then we went again in april you know we go over a few months and um i just think that disneyland has built so much on this perhaps even dated power grid and I'm, I'm not i'm not expert on that but um it just seems to be the theme okay. but it, it doesn't matter though i feel like i still love being there it's like an atmosphere you know mm-hmm. like disneyland is hits different i don't know if i'm just like no like, i'm, was it, was I'm, I'm, me I'm excited or, you know? to
1: go back there
0: and then of course, we also went to Disneyland Paris in the spring like three times. But, you know, photo shoots and cute rats in hyperspace. We do not need to repeat ourselves a million times. Uh, there's an episode, two or three episodes ago about that. Listen to it.
1: Yeah, I also went to Disneyland Paris because I wanted to go last time before going to Orlando. So um, smart. And uh, there were a couple of reasons, actually. That was one of them. Uh, also, it was the first time that we went to Eden Waltz. That's been on my list for ages. Oh my god, was,
0: I love Waltz, fan. I was like, you like it's it?
1: finally time to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I wasn't too happy with the 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 seating that we got because we were in the Adventureland area. Oh, so um, you can
0: really see like bright. Should Ryder come by? Could you?
1: No, no, and I think it wasn't running at the time that we were eating there because I didn't take the conventional hours for for oh, okay, reasons okay. to to enjoy the rest of the park you know uh i was in in the evening already yeah cuz uh so that we could do a lot during the day and then just go eat and watch the show cuz uh that the, the the another reason was the return of disney dreams um which i i was very excited about cuz that's a i have a very emotional connection with that show and um Unfortunately, it wasn't the same anymore as it what it used to be because it didn't have the fire effects, but I think those are back now. Did you see so, them? So,
0: don't hate me, but on, on my visit since Dreams came back, which I guess was only like, I've only spent like four or five nights there since Dreams came back, um, I guess we haven't done it. we four days, you know, <sighs> I think I told you it was so cold. It was so cold, Sven, and we didn't do it. Um, cold and for the last Orlando, time, people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like it was negative two feeling when we went and we were packed in layers, but it was just (sighs) cool. Again, long, long detailed version of this uh, on previous episodes, but no, uh, long story short, I did not see dreams. Um, And I miss eliminations though, because I actually liked it, but that's also a different story.
1: No, but that's the thing. It's now that you saw dreams again, and then you realize, okay, illumination is all about the spectacle. Yeah. and that lacked a bit now in in Disney Dreams because of the f- not having the fire and etc. So I think they they now will have the the symphony uh pre-show with, with with dedicated to Main Street Electrical Parade uh that will be running right after the day that I am going back but um uh of course yeah th- there's also the the drone preview still of the thirtieth anniversary, the ending of the thirtieth anniversary, which was probably one of the best celebrations Disneyland Paris has ever had. Just I think that Disney the, has
0: ever yeah. had, to be honest with you, because we've done some. I'm of the not Tokyo sure about ones. Japan though, because Japan Cause, well we did we did to the Tokyo thirty fifth anniversary and um, I hate to say it's fan, but the thirtieth at, at at um Disneyland Paris was so well done. From drone shows to like, obviously, shine brighter. It was Mm -hmm. just like they did it so well that they put the fiftieth anniversary of Walt Disney World to shame. And I, we Mm. did the cell. We Alex did two celebrations, I think, in Tokyo. I've only done one, and still, I would say Paris was just above that. Mm. So for once, you know, it was it was good.
1: Yeah, they they pulled out everything and it worked. Just the logo by itself was already like genius, oh, you know. The so. color
0: scheme, the music for it. I mean, they hit everything. They hit it all just right. And um, mm-hmm. I think that was a good marketing boost for them because, I mean, people yeah. in the U.S. were talking about, oh, Disney Paris, oh, I heard their anniversary is so great. You know, everyone here was talking about it and it's really, really rare for the mm-hmm. Walt Disney World groups or the Walt Disney World patrons to be discussing Disney Paris beyond just a mere showing off of having been. Mm-hmm. They were just, like, discussing how jealous they were of how how good it was, the, the celebration. So they really did something right.
1: Yeah, I feel the rumors going around about Disneyland Paris are getting really strong that a lot of that money that was promised to invest in the parks is going to Paris. I know. So what some crazy that's, numbers that's I've exciting. heard. I
0: know. Oh, could you imagine? Yeah. All the things then.
1: But, yeah, first Frozen and then, um yeah, at the moment, they say that it won't be Star Wars, but it will be Lion King. Lion King
0: will be a really cute fit for them. So, I mean, we all know how much the Europeans love Lion King. So
1: well, especially in France, the Lion King is one of the highest franchises from Disney. So, but yeah, be nice. that's, for anyway, yeah that's for uh, the future. French specific,
0: anyway. Yeah, next.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's getting summertime. I think, and we both have uh, Parco Warner on our list. Yeah. Uh, when i went there it was actually like a european coaster kings team meet up that we did there
0: like 2 days after alex and i went <laughs> so yes. terrible how that worked out yeah but nice thing is we all got to see Andre we all got to hang out with him so sad
1: yes so uh, andreo and um and alex uh from spain were very kind to host us uh but yeah that was uh, an amazing trip together uh we also hit Parque de Atracciones uh de Madrid on the Sunday. Uh which was fun to be back in that park, you know. Uh, Tarantula is still very much fun. Abismo is very much fun. Um but uh, of course, Parque Warner was the park. Uh we also did the water park. Uh um Emma, uh Rosie and me and um and Andreo because um, I hadn't done it since all the slides had been added and it was very necessary because it was very warm there <laughs> I know in a capacity
0: warm. the fork was not not great
1: no um, it was a lot of people on that Saturday but I mean it was good to be a bit in the in the um, in the water and tip uh, don't forget your water shoes because your feet are just burning the moment you touch that it's so, so funny because
0: I'm so used to like Orlando water parks where they have like the sprayers on the concrete which I understand is a really Orlando thing. But it's so nice. You can just kind of hop from like yeah. wet pavement to wet. This pavement. is the yeah. desert. Oh, I know. It's like going to Six so like, Harbor. All the and water, like, water you thing. use
1: is gone in an instant. So, yeah. I
0: know. Yep. Um yeah, but, so yeah, we did the park too. Obviously, um had a good time, but um, uh, one of the highlights for me for the summer was actually uh, we did a quick little road trip. We did two little road trips in the in the northeast area. So I'm based in New York for work. So we uh, we kind of did some stuff around there. At one point um, before my birthday, we rented a car and uh, we went for, to a Sixers Good Adventure. Um, just to kind of you know ride some rides. I'd never done um, Zumanjaro because it was closed on previous visits. So we did that, no. and then Kenneka was did we? Oh my God, was it down for that visit? Was it just... Re- oh, yeah, no, It had reopened. reopen. We broke in the car. It was super okay. good, as usual. It was Toro that was closed. But then they were yes. cycling it. So, you know, it was right right before it mm. reopened. And then we drove down to King's Dominion and uh, got a the credit to I love King's Dominion. I think it's a great park. Um, and then we did Busch Gardens where we did Dark Coaster, which uh, one of the highlights of the year for me, I think, was Dark Coaster blowing if me it. away. Because I wasn't expecting it, you know? I wasn't expecting Dark Coaster to be what it was and um, when they announced it, I was like, "Oh, that's a small show building." You're gonna tell me you're gonna put a roller coaster in there that goes around twice on like the awkward, intimate, whatever straddle coaster they call it now. I was like, oh, it, "Like, it didn't appeal. You know, it wasn't too appealing." But then riding it, then the newer versions of the vehicles are so comfortable. Um, it didn't feel like I was going around the same ride twice because they so cleverly themed. Like all the theming elements were depending on which you know sur- which circuit you were on, first or second. So the okay. story just kept progressing and it was so dark in that the layout didn't feel repetitive. I mean I feel like mummy feels more repetitive. So um yeah, all things considered, I really enjoyed that ride. Yeah. But I, mean, I heard a...
1: capacity is a huge oh, issue here.
0: Yeah, it's like a ten passenger train. I mean we ran. The thing is clear across the park, and you know, Sven, Busch Gardens Bloomsburg is a massive park. Mm-hmm. So it is like clear across the park. And so I mean we were there early, early, early um and we ran with everyone else to get there. And so we didn't wait more than one train, I think. I think we waited one train. Okay. Um so for us it wasn't too bad. But yeah, I can imagine waiting a long time for that, your opinion may change.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's a bit of a shame.
0: Um and then we also did a um a trip um a little bit later in the summer to Moray's Pierce, which we haven't got an episode on yet, but it will be one in the next uh, month or two. Um which I really enjoyed. Um kind of unique, the the three peers that are Somewhat next to each other, but still quite separated, um, that are all part of the yeah. same amusement conglomerate. Um, best SLC in the world is probably on there. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we also finally got on Sandy's Bucking Bronco that trip. Um, you know, the infamous um, backwards yeah. forwards, um, intimate product model coaster, whatever. And the American Dream Dreamwall, Nickelodeon Universe in New Jersey. Um, actually, really good, but like every other freaking ride that park, ran like shit. It was just bouncy. It was just rough. It just wasn't that enjoyable. But um, I think if the model is constructed properly, it's a really cool model. Same for uh, Gilforce we rode. that an SNS um, and s product. And Ocean City, I think. Uh, but either way, very, very, very good ride. Very good roller coaster. I want to see more of those models. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of one-offs now that I think about it out there. Um, but yeah, okay. it was a good ride. Yeah.
1: And then you came to Belgium.
0: I know. I was going to say that for last, but I will say I will talk yeah. about it now. So uh, yeah. while in Belgium, yeah, so on a work layover, um, Sven and Sander um, met up with me, and we went to while Belgium, which is my first time, because uh, Alex and I were supposed to do it in 2021. when We went to Sven um, after the pandemic, and then uh, the place flooded tragically, yes, um, which then <laughs> canceled our plans. But uh, we finally got to go and oh, such a good time. I love that well, park. But you so. got
1: to go because Alex didn't. That's I know. The, this is this the is park my bonus he's... park.
0: Yeah. This is my bonus park. Just for he's you. <laughs> even willing to go back to Brussels for work just to go there. Um, but <laughs> have I missed the question? Uh, <laughs> no, but I really enjoyed Wobbly Belgium. Uh, great lineup. Um, I think the overall, better round of park than Wobbly Holland, which I have a lot more experience with. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I prefer the coastal lineup. Quite to Wally Holland's extent, but um, either way, just really enjoyable park. I had a great time with you guys. Like, I really had a good time.
1: Yeah, it was finally time for your Vicoma Woody besides the former Robin Hood. Luke and God, Robin. it was
0: loop Because it was good. I remember really liking it. Did I like it when we wrote it? I think I liked it when we wrote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I liked it.
1: <laughs> I, but I, 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 I gave, gave it. you the good <laughs> seats, you know. So I know.
0: Was, was <laughs> I writing? Was it the last car, middle row, right? yeah row. the
1: middle always the middle ones
0: always middle row same for like the beasts and stuff like any any six mm. six passenger wooden coaster trains always the middle row of any car in my opinion
1: and what about conda
0: conda very good um i think what surprised me were the elements that i didn't expect to surprise me but i do mm. want to say that you know i think most people think of the flashiest element like ride being the non-inverdant cobra roll and while it wasn't perhaps as intense as as, as the look would suggest it was a really enjoyable element i just enjoyed the views of it I just felt different um and i think sometimes mm-hmm. that's all i crave in a roller coaster is for it to feel different mm-hmm. because i'm sure you have the same things when you ride so many rides and they'll kind of run together at some point um yeah to do you know if they do stuff that's different and i think that's conda strength it's it's a hypercoaster. um but it's so different than any other intimate hypercoaster or any hypercoaster period um, i think that was the so fun about it just you know just different things different elements um
1: the thing about Kanda yeah. what i like is the more you ride it the more you fall in love with it yeah that's how i, will I say about it,
0: was, it. i think i rode like two three times at least yeah but the best um,
1: rides are obviously towards the end of the day still
0: yeah of course because we rode it right before we left i think it was the last thing we did was it not mm-hmm. yeah i think and so too. yeah it was definitely running well but it was running well period though because that first drop and that first airtime hill I mean, good stuff, for
1: sure. Mm-hmm. And then we went for Belgian fries. Very important. For Belgian fries. Yeah. Sven's highlight. <laughs> Glad we found that place. Um, yeah, and then it was my time to come to you guys. Cause... I know, a
0: month later, we met each other again in Brussels. <laughs> yeah, But this time for something a lot more spectacular.
1: Yes, and then finally, the first time to Orlando... There's a lot of things that I can say about that, but that's why we have separate episodes for this. <laughs> the first yeah, one I mean, already five. launched. Yeah, exactly. And it was huge already, so lots of things to say. But, um, I mean, in the beginning of the trip, we met up with Alex, and he gave us like a little tour of the parks and uh, the Orlando scene, let's say, construction site of Epic Universe. Um, we're already then a lot of things were up. Um, And, um, yeah. The, the, what I really like about going finally to Orlando is like, you hear all these things and now you can finally imagine in your head and and talk about them and then, and then have a clearer vision of, of how it works. But yeah, the scope of Walt Disney world remains insane. And, um, and the harry potter areas and universal that's also something that was also a huge highlight for me for sure um so uh and iron guazi my new number one roller coaster so Sven, in... please
0: hold i was not informed of this being a number one roller coaster are you kidding really
1: here we that's are crazy <laughs> wow okay we we, we stayed that. there because it was halloween uh, event and we had tickets for the halloween event and then doing that one backseat in the dark is just like wow
0: that ride's bonkers yeah, we just wrote it again uh, a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. it was empty at the park it was nice we just got to write everything yeah i i enjoy how different rmc is it's uh it it does it hits different than the other rmcs i understand mm-hmm. your love for it i'm a little mm-hmm. surprised that philosophers it wasn't your one but um you know respect yeah, for those it... that love rmc more than i do
1: yeah i mean i'll talk about more in in our future episodes about the trip but um first time orlando and i get because i feel like a lot of people have that same wish or expectation and want to know and want to see uh, what they need to prepare for and especially from for Europeans. so uh that's a fun series uh, that we're working on.
0: Yeah, for sure. If you want to sure you check out the first episode. Um, and then the next ones will come up in the next few months um, as we progress through the rest of uh, probably a longer season yeah. yet, season five.
1: Yeah. Um, what else did you I do? K- then I came back from uh, the honeymoon. And so that was the final part, let's say, of the wedding storyline. Uh, but then it was work, so we went to um, uh, Vienna, Vienna for the Ayapa Orlando, and that's right next to the Vienna Prater, so it good, it was my third time there, uh, quite a few new credits that got added, like the rollerball coaster, which uh, we talked about that previous episode as well, it, it's, it was a lot more fun than I expected. So I mean, it's still a family coaster obviously, but it didn't feel um bumpy or or yeah, underwhelming, let's say. And then we also um the Gesangta Sau coaster. That was definitely also a highlight. Like the new uh another Gerslauer Bobsled coaster. Yeah,
0: like like the mega one, right? Like a really tall one.
1: Yeah, it's quite big and long and uh, good value for money. So that's a fun <laughs> little thing. That's very but then R- the TV. Masquerade Coaster, that was... Mm, yeah, because I really like um, Vicky the Ride and Plopsaco. Because it's a Gerstlauer spinning coaster. and um, But here, the theming we wrote to, to be fair we wrote it during the day you definitely need to write it at night but it's very cheesy <laughs> it's the theming is is spot-on german type of theming like even if it's in austria i know but yeah that's <laughs> it it's quite something <laughs> i still need to go
0: hopefully maybe i'll go next year i don't even know if i add to my next year list but I have yet to go to Wiener Kratzer. Someday. Yeah, and
1: and I'm not related to that ride, but another non not to miss attraction there is a dark ride and it's a iceberg, I think it's called. And basically you have like um it's an interactive one, but instead of having like a type of devi- shooting device, you have um a camera.
0: Oh, so you need okay. to take
1: pictures of the scenes and it's with... Uh, it's in two levels, the dark ride. But the scenes themselves, I mean, you have to experience it. It's just so bad that it's so good. So, yeah. We, we, we love a the good, bad there. ride, though. Oh my god. it's It's... Yeah, that's one of the most unique rides I've ever done, for sure. So... And I think right after
0: you went to Wiener Prater, we went back to Madrid, Alex and I. Oh, yeah. And we, uh, we went to the Halloween Scary Nights at uh, Park One in Madrid. <laughs> um, honestly, it was awesome. Um, first of all, I cannot think of any other Halloween event that runs till like 5 a.m., which was sick. Yeah, so, that's uh, crazy. We had some, you know, that just doesn't happen. Like, even Halloween Horror Nights, as you know, like, it's not that late. So, um, well, it's
1: until 1 so that that's already decent, but,
0: but for the US it's, I don't think so because Six Flags Sparks will do the same thing. I feel like it's not okay. that way. Okay, but um, five a.m. is is crazy. So the event ran oh, yeah. from midnight to five a.m. But then at ten p.m. you could you could get in. So Alex and I landed in the morning. I think around like nine or ten in the morning, and we did some groceries, got some food, and then like we slept all day until I think like five or six p.m. And then we did dinner with Andre. And then we all went and uh, took a cab to the desert <laughs> to go to this park yeah. in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the night. For, for a second, we were scared we couldn't get a taxi back to go to our plane. Because uh, we were like, are there going to be taxis here at like 5 in the morning in the middle of nowhere? Uh, but luckily, there wasn't the an issue. But uh, oh, we had such a great time because all the rides have been running since like 10 a.m. So like once midnight rolled around, I mean, these rides were flying. And then it started raining. Sven, these rides were on fire. They were so fast. Wow. and uh, of course we rode um fall a bunch and they had a really cool entertainment they had like a, like a halloween parade all these meet and greets which they're usually pretty good at meet and greets there anyway and then um we did um we didn't even really do Mazes because the lines from Mazes were insane but we did all the rides and um it was really it was just awesome event there's nothing quite like like i discussed earlier in the episode like my one like come to jesus moment on uh, batman <laughs> where it was like four in the morning it's raining i like guess pouring which is also kind yeah. of rare for madrid and it, the ride was running so fast and it was all just a blur and then there was fire everywhere and then there was fireworks and it was just like i was overloaded by sen- you know, by sensations and sensory whatever and uh, but it was just so memorable and I think one of my favorite things I've ever done was really just a work layover gone mm-hmm. wild where like, you know, then we had to work the flight back to the US and everyone's like, you're crazy for this one. But it was so yep. worth it. Yeah, worth it.
1: But yeah, speaking of Stuntfall, I always admire that attraction and, and riding it. I mean, I'm working on a series called The Titans of Europe. And this is definitely, this is the one that inspired that, you know, it's it's definitely uh, a a titan
0: oh my god every time i mean like we know we love to hate an Vacoma, but back in those days they, they pumped out one product that i think i don't know anyone that doesn't like the giant inverted boomerang i mean it's just a legend it's a legend it's mm-hmm. crazy every time i see it running, i'm like every time i pull it to the park which at this point i've been like god five times six times we just pull up and it's like you see the freaking towers and you're like ah there she yeah. goes, this can't be real, and then you write it, and you're like, This can't be real. <laughs> so good, <laughs> anyway <Yeah>. Vacoma fanboy,
1: <laughs> yeah, but even I'm not a vacoma fanboy, and I have to admit it's really
0: quite it's really that, oh yeah yeah, it really is that it's it's you know sensitive if you must, but it's really that bitch like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, you had more recent experiences. I think that was kind of... I went to Disneyland. That's about... Digest Paris. That's about it. Other than that, it was just a bunch of Orlando being at home stuff. So that kind of ends my international travels. Um, but you did more, right?
1: Well, I just finished up the season with... Um, uh, in Germany, basically. We uh, did Phantasialand. Uh, um just a casual trip on a Monday where we were off and nobody else was so there was no one there but that meant that we could hit the park uh, and just in a relaxing way enjoy some food and um, yeah everything I, I expect from a Fantasia visit was there so they're working on a new playground which will open next year um, what the so, There's uh, room for that
0: oh but it's a Busan oh, one right Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, I know so, exactly uh, where it is. And it then the sense, the, yeah. the
1: adventure trail around um, Black Mamba, that's also like an an eye opener in a way. Like, okay, they fit someone something in here again, and it's just crazy. <laughs> that park, they will find room everywhere. They, they find
0: know? a way. Yeah, it's like you yeah. know that line from Jurassic Park, where like life finds a way, Fantasia <laughs> finds a way. Yeah.
1: But it it was necessary also for the Africa area to have something more family oriented, and at least with this, uh, they definitely hit that hit that mark. Um, You're gonna think it's
0: weird, Sven, but one of the things I'm looking forward to the most when we go back to Fantasilon next year is honestly the walkthrough Fullback Mamba, because there aren't really like any major new rides for us, of course. No, but, yeah. Um, that walkthrough, I mean, it looks sick, and even from like a roller coaster like enthusiast perspective, I mean, who gets to crawl around a B&M invert like that? You know, it's cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, my final park of the season was uh, Rulantica and Europa Park. So um, Rulantica, we stayed there the whole Saturday. And uh, the new tower with the new water slides is a very good addition. Because one of my main issues was the flow of, the, of getting around the park. Because... Uh, if I felt like if you were on the second floor, it was hard to get down, which is funny, especially because I knew some more quiet areas to sit, but it took a while to get there. So that probably explained why it was quieter. Uh, but now with the extra tower, you have the extra stairs that can really help you around. And um, it's just a very relaxing day, even when there's some a bit of crowd, you can just... Uh, lie down and enjoy the atmosphere and then go for a swim, go get a cocktail in the water. It's a very enjoyable uh, park that celebrated its fourth birthday. Uh, I think it was the fourth birthday, yeah. Um, Time flies, cause, honestly. Because <laughs> they did have some balloons in there and it wasn't a big celebration, but they they have a DJ in the evening as well, uh, which was fun, like a big party in the cold, in the water, outside. <laughs> Please remind me, Sven.
0: Which hotel did you guys stay at
1: again? Kronazar. So that's oh, the one so connected. Said, uh, the, okay, that's a nice one. Yeah, yeah. it's the one connected to Relantica and then they also added a pool only for the park, which is a kind of an infinity pool. So I went there in the morning just to check it out and have a little swim to wake up. Um, nothing too special. A bit small, but you know you have the big water park right next to it, so. But it, it's good that they have it. And then Europa Park itself, it was still Hello winter, the famous <laughs> season where they switched from um, Halloween to the winter season. And, um, yeah, it's it's typical Europa Park, you know. Uh, nice to see the construction going on of Voltron. So excited for that. And um, another highlight is definitely Wodan. Well that ride in the winter, in the dark, is just, ugh oh, such a gem. Really good. Different level. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, speaking of uh, things we're excited for, um, we have a quick little list here that we made for the, you know, kind of looking forward now into 2024 for the remainder of the episode. Um, the rides that we're looking forward to the most, both of us have have Voltron on there. Um, I think it's 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 obvious if, anyone to listen to last week's episode that is specifically talking about the 2024 editions for European parks um, Voltron I think both of us mentioned being excited for it Um yeah. that's not that's not changing uh, it looks like a really big power move by Robo park just a big lengthy inverting conceptually cute looking roller coaster I'm excited for it um, elsewhere on the list I'm also looking at our list is pretty much the same Um, we have Hyperion there, um, which is the Thor Park Mac Hypercoaster, for all the right reasons. Long I think overdue, it looks r- very overdue, and I think the layout is yeah. just—it's so different, you know. I think maybe next year is just a year of different because um,
1: there's well, just Mac some, is, some cool it's, stuff. It's definitely Mac is at getting out there now that they have the since Right to Happiness, um, and now with Voltron, they're really showing that we're back and we're here to stay and to give you yeah. attractions and roller coasters that are top notch. So,
0: And don't forget, I mean, right over here, I drove by just a few few hours ago, uh, Epic Universe. Um, you've got a mega-launched hyper, launched hyper coaster that races. That is, I mean, it's taken over the skyline. It is the most prominent mm-hmm. roller coaster Orlando has ever seen. Um, it is invisible from all over the place. And, like, you, you know, no other roller coaster in Orlando is that visible and it's it's a baller dueling hypercoaster from Mac, I mean it's cool stuff, yeah, for sure, yeah, even though it's not twenty twenty four I mean it just you know showcases yeah, yeah, Mac's yeah. max uh presence here um also on the list is uh, for both of us is mahuka for pronouncing that right, which is the um single rail coaster going to a valley Alp um Again, we talked about it in detail in a previous episode, so I think we we can probably skip any details of that. But it's a it's an it's also an intimate uh, uh, single rod coaster, hot second rod. one, yeah. hot rod. Uh, and then uh, on my list, I added the Flash Vertical Velocity, which is going to be the Super Boomerang from Vekoma, coming to Six Flags Great Adventure. So it's a, a, a uses LSM launches, uh, some cool modern um, elements to it, and then I think. What I appreciate about it the most is it has a, you know, even though it's, it's a model, it has an upward 0 roll kind of twist that it looks a lot like the upward 0 roll twist on the Batman and the Chiller rides, which were right in the same part of the park. So, uh, in a way, it's kind of like a funny nerd moment for something I wish I had written and never got to.
1: Yeah. And also from Vekoma is uh, next year in Emerald Park in Ireland, the new SLC, the second one of its kind and then the boomerang coaster. So, but it's a nice plus for that park. So, um it's good to see that coming. I was wondering if is Asia getting like a major roller coaster for 24 that we missed out on? Cuz we have our episodes on America and on Europe, but So,
0: I think Alex and I went through the entire list and we concluded like there really is not enough noteworthy stuff that is going to guarantee open in 2024 in Asia. Mm-hmm. For us to do a whole episode on it, um, yeah. parks we're going to to ride stuff. There isn't really anything, because we're you know we'll talk a little bit about our future plans in a minute. But um, mm-hmm. I don't really think there's anything too noteworthy that is going to be uh, um, on this list now.
1: Yeah, I think for Asia, all eyes are now on a bit more further in the future on the Six Flags park coming in Saudi Arabia with Falcon's Flight. Um, yeah, or well,
0: for me especially, Iron Rattler, Man Coaster, whatever they call it, the, mm-hmm. uh, the 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 dive or the the tilt coaster from Vekoma with the double zero zero element, that looks pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Too bad. I, I see remember. there is
1: a GCI coaster opening though in uh, Fantasy Valley called the Anger of the Yeti. Okay, cute name. We love That's- it. Yeah, it uh, doesn't seem too high and too long, but um,
0: you know what? This one was overdue because Fantasy Valley, which also, if I'm not mistaken, has a a wind coaster, a blue one that looks a little bit like a larger blowner version of Wild Eagle. Um, yeah, the they,
1: Da Vinci ride. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, that goes to like the canopy in the entrance of the park. They were supposed to open with that, and it's actually, I believe, a clone of um, Evil Evil Carnival, whatever it's called now, um, in. American Thunder is called a sick like St. Louis, it's a clone of that, so it's not very large, okay. but it's gonna be cool. It's lengthy, yeah. Um, okay. I kind of forgot it hadn't opened yet, yeah. That was due to open with the park like two years ago. Hmm. Um, but yeah, not a whole lot um, in Asia. Um, that is open next year, I don't think. And then let's talk about next year, let's talk about trips. Yeah. Um, my times of year are not necessarily set in stone for um, all of them yet. So uh, we can just kind of go back and forth. or I can go first. You can go first. What do you think is best, man?
1: No, uh, I have a bit of the same thing. Like for 2024, I'm not entirely sure what is on the schedule. I know what I'd like to do, but um, one thing is fixed, and that's beginning of January we we're going to Disneyland Paris. And uh, I'm excited to see the together pixar together show cuz i've heard good things about it. I'm excited about that too. Yeah. yeah. And um also it's the final day of the christmas season. So it'll be nice to wrap up everything christmas um with that. So uh, it's good we'll good be good to, to be back since Walt disney world and uh and see how my feelings are about disneyland paris after that. So um that that's the only one that's for definitely definitely sure for me already. What about you? Um,
0: so um, I finally got my vacation times figured out from uh, from work, which last year I didn't get any, which is also why my travels were um, particularly limited. But next year we're looking at a, a quite quite some big trips. Um, I think the biggest one will probably be our um, Japan, Beijing, Shanghai trip. We're overdue for some more China, which we frequently. Visited and for for like two years, we went there a lot. Um, anyway, um, so uh, we're looking at uh, just revisiting a lot of the Universal and Disney parks uh, around the world. Or visiting for the first time. And for this particular trip, it's going to be at Tokyo Disney Resort. We're thinking of doing the fall so that we know for sure that Fantasy Springs is already open. Yeah. Um, and of course, Universal Studios Japan, uh, at that point, Donkey Kong should be well up and running. Um, even though yeah, we're getting in think- it here, it'd be cool to go there too.
1: Fantasy Springs is probably also one of those things in Asia for 24 that will grab all the attention. Oh, for that sure. The area just looks so crazy. I mean, I mean,
0: yeah, it it expands Tokyo Disney Sea um by 50%, like it it's making the park so much larger. It's crazy oh, yeah. to conceptualize cuz the park the way it's laid out it's really clever. It feels large but it's kind of compact. Kind of a la Fantasia land. Um, but um, it's really going to become a lot larger now, and it'll be nice for for the traffic flow of that park to to have this land. And of course, and for the also, additions,
1: we also do Universal because there we also have a coaster. We have the Donkey Kong. Right. World yeah. Coaster. Like I just mentioned,
0: uh, we're doing we're we're planning on doing Donkey Kong too. Okay. Um, and my thing is, I'll be completely honest with you. I don't know how many days I want to spend at USJ. We had a really good trip there three four years ago. Uh, maybe five years ago at this point and um, if Donkey Kong is like a crazy because you know how to get in Japan especially at, at mm. Universal Studios Japan like timed entry this timed entry that if it's like super complicated I'm going to be like well literally next year we're going to have it you know like less than a year later we'll have it here in Orlando yeah. but mm. I can I can see Alex be like no we have to ride Donkey Kong um, so worst case we spend all day trying to get on Donkey Kong we'll see um, we're also going to add Mitsui Greenland to that because we haven't been there before um, okay. and then Shima Spain village last year, last time we were there, there was a big hurricane that blew through or, a uh, sorry, typhoon, different spin direction. Um, and we, uh, we got stuck in a hotel, so we weren't able to go to, uh, Shima Spain village, which is home to, um, the Pyrenees, the big B and M invert. Um, and then a uh, Rizutsu resort has, um, a couple cool rides, including the only ultra twister that has a dive loop in it instead of doing the turnaround table. Okay. Um and then uh, we wanna hop over to Beijing for a couple of days, um and do um Happy Cause Valley. why not? Why Cause not? Because why not? We're only like two and a half, three hours away from Beijing. So uh, we'll just hop over and um do Happy Valley and Universal Beijing Resort, which of course, um the main reason is Jurassic World Dark Ride. But also uh next year our goal is to visit all Universal Parks and all Disney Parks same year. Which uh in twenty eighteen we did all Disney parks and like nine months and then next year our goal is to do all Disney, all Universal Parks. Um, And so this is one of those trips where that will be included. And then with a little luck, we can hop down to Shanghai on this trip as well. If not, we'll make it a separate trip, but um, just to go in for Disney and and leave again. The nice thing about China is if anyone listening, um, they have reinstated their um, tourist visas that are um, five or six days. So you don't need to go to the embassy to get a visa if you have confirmed air traf- uh, air tickets in and out of the country, you can, upon arrival, get like a temporary visitor visa that allows you to visit um, attractions within the city or within like the, the province or two, depending on where you're going, um, without needing to apply for a visa via the consulate, which makes a big difference. So that's yeah. what we'll be doing. We'll be doing short hops in and out of China, I think, next year. Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of China, we're also planning on going to Hong Kong and Singapore. Um, next year on, on a combined trip because they're a little bit closer to each other than uh, than Beijing and, and Shanghai are to Singapore, so those are easier to combine. And uh, also, of course, for the express purpose of Universal Studio Singapore, um, for me particularly, Battlestar Galactica, which has been on my list for a very long time. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll see if it lives up to the hype. <laughs> 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 but you know. Um, Anyway, we're excited for that. And then uh, we need to revisit Hong Kong, Disneyland, and Ocean Park. Of course, we have um, Frozen to go ride, even though I don't know if I care that much. I think I'm more excited for Open Sliding Sleds. even though it's also practically just a kiddie coaster. Uh, I was about know. to say, don't get your high <laughs> hopes too high
1: up, because <laughs> what I've heard is that it, exci- it, it poses the question, can a coaster be too much themed? And that's... Well, I know,
0: whether it's just theming only and no coaster... Um I will say though um, Hong Kong Disneyland is the park I spent the least time in in the entire Disney collection, mostly because you know it's so quiet you can do everything back to back to back, and you don't need as much time there as do in other parks, but um, uh, I'm most excited to go back and and rewrite everything um I've been to other parks more than I've been to Hong Kong, so um, it'll be fun, and we got some family there that we want to see, so that's a trip. And then I just going to keep on rambling here, Sven. Um, yeah, cause uh... <laughs> I guess that maybe 2024 will be my year. Uh, we also have a Europe trip yeah. planned. Um, Energylandia and Legendia haven't been there yet. Um, I'm still missing for Park, clone. So I want to go there to ride dynamite and, um, um, El Toro. And then, uh, of course Europa park for Voltron and Fantasia lands for Fantasia lands. Um, and then we'll see, we'll probably add some <laughs> other parks to, to that trip. Um, we uh, while while we run up was actually on the list too i don't know where i'm gonna fit it in how i'm gonna fit it in at some point yeah. we'll also get to that park maybe uh, uh fly um, to somewhere closer to the mediterranean and, and you know make our way up from the south instead of going down from uh, paris we'll see um you know to change things up we'll be at this in paris a couple times uh, after the olympics we'll get a new pass um efteling we'll probably spend half my summer there um And then other than that, maybe uh, some other parks that are, uh, you know, near layovers, maybe in Asia, uh, maybe in Europe. I wouldn't
1: wouldn't be surprised about you guys. But yeah, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) I think that's the thing uh, for Paris this year is 24 will host the Olympics. So yeah, staying far away for a couple months. (laughs) Well, Paris itself will be very busy, although that uh, quite of the things are spread Because, like, here we have uh, Lille that's very close by, and we're going to see the basketball there, I think. Oh, Uh, cool, okay. they do spread things a little bit around, but most of it will, of course, be Paris. Um, So keep that in mind if you plan to visit uh, Disneyland Paris for sure. Yeah,
0: I would definitely avoid Um, um, Olympic times, just for crowd reasons in general, like in the area.
1: Yeah, I think for for me... um, one of the trips that i think will more or less happen is a combination of going back to lapal and visiting uh, walibi Alp, cuz they're not super close to each other but they're compared to um other parks there they're you can kind of consider them uh in the same area uh so i'd like to combine those two uh europa park is definitely a go uh, for the Voltron coaster. And then uh, we're planning to do a little trip to Denmark by car from Belgium. Oh, fun. Oh, so nice. So that okay. means that we go through Germany. Uh, so potential parks there are Hansa Park, Heide Park, and maybe Serengeti Park, as we talked about in previous episodes for the... Uh,
0: That's a suspended um, R- flying flippy coaster. Yeah. Yes, the Zimbabwe
1: if i remember correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, of course in Denmark it's, itself there are we'll definitely do Copenhagen, so Tivoli Gardens and Bakken are on the list there. Uh and then for the other parks it will depend a bit on our route, but yeah, i mean, Jürs Summerland and Farup Summerland there's i i'd i'd hit that park every year, those parks every year if i could because they're really good. Uh and Legoland, uh mostly for Sander. Uh but from I mean I mean I've done two Legoland so far and that was definitely my favorite because you feel like it's the Billund is like the, the OG, OG right, right. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and it it it, it has its unique rides compared to the other ones so um and yeah who knows maybe I'll end up in Ireland for Emerald Park uh, Norway is also on my list for Tussenfreet because I haven't done the Gerslauer inverted coaster that opened there yet this year. So, I heard um, good things about it. Really good yeah, things about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. So that's also one that, and I've never been to Norway because that's also a, um, a country in itself that I'd like to to visit. Um, and then finally, yeah, Efteling uh, for the you'd better go to Efteling Kabere. next year. And Belovat, of course. Uh, I didn't put it on our show notes, but. I think that's also one of the parks that I'm looking most forward to in Belgium uh with that enormous water ride coming, so um, oh,
0: true, I may have to come and visit you for that, yeah, yeah, I <laughs> probably still will have time with I'll everything probably, else. I probably will be there for work. I'll just do it during yeah. Work way over, yeah, maybe, but in- the
1: thing is um, yeah, so my list is a lot more modest than you guys's, but um. Well, we have some there catching be... up to
0: do, We didn't spend a whole month in Florida. I mean, actually, we did because we live here, but I mean, for vacation. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have the Asian parks on our list, but, uh, I mean, we just had Florida, so it might be just for next year or the year after. Um, but, um, I mean, Denmark, it will be fun. It's, uh, love that country, good vibes there. Um so uh, and then I'll see because uh, work takes me places and sometimes true, true. Uh, it's a bit everywhere. So uh, who knows if I'm back in Orlando for the AYAPA? Um, That'd be I'll fun. That'd be cute. I would love to but, see you there. Um, but yeah, uh, I I think there there's potential for some unexpected visits uh, in Europe, America, or other places. So we'll see.
0: And with that, we are rounding up yet another hour and a half episode of to Kings oh, Radio. Yeah. We even with every- the two of us, even with the two of us. But this is a fun episode, so I love doing it. It was so yes. fun. Um, we so we will see, or you know, I hope everyone tunes in in 2024. We want to thank everyone for a really great 2023. Um, we've had a great to Kings season so far, and uh, we look forward to bringing even more next year. Um, I think this year, especially for myself, I must say, was really a a transitional year uh, between starting a new career, finding a life balance, um, living in, like, several places. It's been a lot, but uh, I'm looking forward to a little more stability, perhaps um, consistency with travel, all that kind of good stuff in 2024. And uh, we hope to have all of you along for the ride. Make sure to follow us on the social media. Check out thecoastskins.com at your leisure. And we'll catch you guys in 2024
1: yeah we wish you all the best good health lots of roller coasters lots of dark rides all the g-forces all the g-forces and yeah have an amazing celebration of the passing to the new year
0: and we will see you there bye
1: bye